building a digital project is expensive. If you decide to build a digital project without UX design, you, you run the risk that in the end, your users will not know how to use your product. Hello everyone, and welcome to our monthly business and decision podcast, where we dive into a broad range of subjects. In this podcast, we are aiming to give you insights in today's exciting world of customer engagement, digital transformation, data analytics, and data management. My name is Gerrit Nair, and I will be your host for today's podcast on UX design or better user experience design. What is it? Why is it more and more important in the digital age and especially key for companies to have a good UX design and designer for the applications and websites? To discuss about this topic, I have invited around my virtual table, Jeremy Goldin, our senior consultant on UX design at Business and Decision. Good morning, Jeremy. How are you? Fine, fine. Hello. Thank you. Welcome in our podcast. I'm very excited to have you here. We we met a couple of times already virtually, uh, obviously, uh, due to the, uh, the situation. But you were one of the people that was involved of uh, a project that we did recently uh, at our own business decision environment. So I was very impressed on how you uh, looked at UX design and UI design. And this is why we think it's a good subject as well to uh, handle in our podcast. So let me, let me uh, first, can, can you quickly introduce yourself? What, what is your background? Where are you coming from? Um, so my background is a little bit strange because uh, I'm coming from the uh, agronomy and biotechnology. <laughs> so uh, I like uh, okay. define myself more like a scientist. Um, and I discovered, let's say, UX design. It was more neurosciences. Um, at that time, and um, maybe more become UX design today. Um, so yeah, maybe first, so my name is Jeremy Goldin. Uh, I know I've been a UX designer for 10 years. Nice. So uh, neuroscientist. So I will talk about this certainly later in the, in the podcast. So there is a strong link, obviously, between uh, UX and, and user experience. So let me uh, call it out full uh, and the cognitive part on how people think and how applications should be uh, built to make sure they are well handled and well accepted by people. Yeah. So, so thanks for that. And, and uh, so let's start uh, with basically a very simple question. What is UX design? It's a good question uh, and complex one. Uh, you, you, you will see. Um, so um, I will say that UX design is a part of uh, an agile uh, approach methodology. Um, that allow us, UX designer, to build digital products that uh, respect um, good practices in terms of design and ergonomics, um, uh, ensuring that the, the product respects both user needs and business objectives. It, it really allows us to optimize the efficiency of the product before actually developing it. I think you, you, you mentioned two very important things there, user needs and business perspectives. Yeah. I think these are, are two key words in, in UX design. And, and one of the things that is often neglected or forgotten when, when a project is being done, it's, it's uh, typically the business perspective. So what should it do, but not how should it be done? Uh, I think that that's, you know, if you translate it, that, that's typically what you see in these type of things. Yes, exactly. How, how would you then define a good uh, UX design? That's the good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say that uh, a UX designer is normally capable of both understanding the business issues of a client 
and also being able to build the design of a product itself. It's very important. It's, for me, it's the perfect mix between a business analyst and a designer. In that job, one cannot be done without the other. A UX designer must be able to justify to the pixel, pixel perfect, um, all the choices he makes when designing an interface. Uh, today, uh, for me, it's a very rare profile uh, because, yeah, yeah there is a, a, a big problem in the market today because all the designers or the, the analysts have become UX designers. And it's a bit of a shame because um, it's, yeah, it's very difficult to, to find a really good UX designer for, for, for because what, what I explained just before. I think, uh, yeah, let, let, let me take some things out of that. So a designer is not a UX designer. No. So many people, I think, confuse the word of a designer, someone who builds a nice logo or, or is, is aware of, you know, how color should be and is able to respect a certain uh, setting in colors and, and, and uh, you know, how a, a web should be uh, developed, a web application developed. It's not the same as a UX designer. No. It's a totally different branch, yes. right? This is, I think, this is very important. Yeah, and I think it's the, the word is the word itself is is uh, is a mistake, uh, because it it is our fault as um, people speaking French, because normally UX designer means in English someone designing UX, you see, and not UX and designer. You, you see, it's uh, it's it's no, no, that, no. that's the that's the problem uh, today. So it should be a UX consultant instead of UX designer, actually. No, today you have UX researchers uh, uh -huh. and people that are just doing the UX part. And I will explain exactly what are both uh, maybe later. And um, you have you have uh, the UI part, more what we call today designer. Let's go into that. And UX, UI, they're typically pronounced in one sentence they it, it seems like it's the same thing uh, oh you, you are a ui ux you know let's do the ui and ux it, it's like <laughs> oh, it, it's the one yeah. big thing and it comes with the color sets and the, the logo and it's the same thing so can you in your vision where would you define ui or what should you define as ui and what should you define as ux and, and, and just for yeah. clarity's sake for our audience ui is for user interface UX is for user experience, so that we both know what we're talking about. So g give me your take on, on what is the difficulty for both of them? How, how should they be separated and how should they fit together? Yeah, okay. Um, so it's exactly for what uh, I've just explained. These uh, are not the same jobs. You can do UX, then you are a UX designer, a, a UX researcher more. But that's what we call today a UX researcher. People are only doing UX. And they're using analytical, they're using analytical tools to see what is the best behavior or the most optimal, I would say, ergonomy of a certain uh, application to serve the purpose of the application or the website or whatever you're building in the back, right? Yeah, so it's, exactly. It's based on analysis. Yes, exactly. That, that's why UX researchers are more uh, business analyst, let's say, and uh, during in that job, your goal is to have all the information that you need to know what you have to build. You see, um, that's that's UX. That's a, a UX researcher, 
And the other part, you can uh, do design. So then you are a designer. And just on the subject itself, UI stands for exactly as you said, user interface. It means that you know the rules for creating interfaces. Uh, you know uh, how to create an interface. It's very important. UX is related to your user experience. And it means that you understand the business and user issues. You understand why you have to build a product in a certain way. But just because you know how or why doesn't necessarily mean you know how to do both. So the UX is very related to the type of application, the persona or the audience you, you're working for, the, the, uh, the industry potentially that you're working for, the, uh, the, uh, you know, if it's for disabled people or if it's for you know, uh, people that have uh, certain language skills or whatever. So th this is all what this UX is about. It's really understanding your target audience and yes. make sure that the ergonomy of what you're building no matter what the, the thing does in the back end, it's compliant to the expectation of that user. It is exactly that. And for that, you will, uh, you, 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 will, uh, you will use a lot of, of rules uh, to, to, to do that. Uh, like uh, you said, uh, defining the, the personas, uh, making, uh, making benchmarks, making user interviews. Um, you can that uh, you have as a UX, uh, you, you have to know all uh, the, the rules in terms of accessibility. And I think maybe it is the point uh, between, it is the border between the two. Uh, you have the accessibility maybe is the world that separates UX and UI or bring them together. I don't know. Uh, because as a UX, if you don't know about accessibility, you won't be able to guide correctly the design. But the opposite is true too. If you don't know those rules as a designer, you won't be able to correctly build an interface in a UX perspective. I'm just thinking about, uh, as we all are users of uh, applications and websites, I'm, I'm just having some, some real examples. And I think we all have of, uh, you know, I'm not going to name them because it's too touchy, I guess, but applications where yes. you have to look on 25 different places to find your way. And even if you're a, a senior user, I would say, or, a, you know, a frequent user of the application, you still have to search for, I know it's somewhere, but where is it? I, I know I saw it somewhere, I don't see it. So I think UX design has become more and more important in this digital age. And I think for a company, it's actually uh, a big, um, certainly for companies, it's, it's very important to have a good design and UX uh, design, I mean, to get people attracted to the application you're building because it can be a drop-off reason. The people, if, if you have, mm -hmm. you might have the best business situation or a very good business case, but if the, the interface to your business is wrongly designed, you know, there, there is certainly people that will drop off. Uh, so I think there's a very big importance between the, you know, if you build any application between the ROI of the application and the UX design. Can you, can you give some, you know, some live examples or some things where you say, hey, this is a good thing where we see the ROI, the return of investment uh, is working or is not working because of the UX design? This is, this is a really difficult 
question to answer. Um, it will depend on how well a project that does uh, not invest in the UX design will perform, I would say. But I can try to give you a more concrete example. Um, we can say that if uh, uh, you use a full UX research phase, so I mean uh, understanding the business, the business needs, the, the user needs, um, and creating the designs, let's say that uh, this phase will take maybe uh, about two, three months, okay? So I would say that this, this is the budget that you should add to your digital project, project to increase the chances of success. I think it's, it's, it's more about that because it's very difficult to, 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 to know what is the ROI, what, what, is, what is for sure the ROI is positive. And you have to um, involve the UX design soon as possible. For me, it, it, it should be the first step. With the business, you need to, uh, to, to, to be sure that your project will be UX oriented. Otherwise, you, you, will, you will make maybe some mistakes during the, the, the process, the development process, and it will be very difficult to change after a while. So you, as a UX designer, you really are in between the end user and the developer of the application where you basically have to make sure that you understand what the business user wants, what the requirements are, but you also understand how the back office, you know, the application needs to function and see the, how we can match those two in a yeah, workable it's, environment. We, as, you, as UX designer, you are working every day with uh, the developers and uh, with the front end and with the back end developer too, because what you are doing is of course very important for them. So, yeah. Okay. What are some some new challenges? So we talked about you know what the UX is and, and the URI, but I'm sure there's also in in UX design, um, like in any other type of you know things you build, if it's a, an application or UI or or clothing for that sake or digital uh, um, tools. What are the new challenges and trends today when it's involving or when, with a focus on, on the UX design, where are we going to? What is the new strategies? What are the new trends and technologies mm -hmm. on that? On that, I topic? think the first step will be to, to bring clarity uh, in the in the UX uh, design field itself. <laughs> that would be the first step. Uh, otherwise, I think, uh, yeah, it's something that will uh, continue to be misunderstood. But to answer to the question more specifically, we are at the very beginning of the possibilities of UX design. Uh, it's quite new. Um, so I think there is still a lot to do. Um, and at this stage, there are, uh, let's say, a, a good example, you can find a lot of UI templates uh, for the responsive uh, things uh, with uh, the charts, um, etc. So those kind of tools are really helping the UX designer in their job. Yeah, maybe maybe the future of the UX design is going to be able to, to tell what works and what doesn't, you see? Because today we are, let's say, consultant and you need a, a human, of course, to do, to do the job. But I think because UX design is really, let's say, scientist, it's, it's a science, I think tomorrow you 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 can't build 
some tools that can really help the UX designer making um, a better job. And I'm thinking about OJA, for example. So it's a tool that uh, can track the user uh, behavior. So you, you, can, you can see where people uh, are clicking, uh, how they are uh, moving the mouse. It's a journey and, basically uh, on, on how, the environment. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think tomorrow, uh, developing this kind of tools, uh, yeah, I think it is the future. So developing special tools that will help the, use, the UX designer taking better decisions. How do you think, if we think about tomorrow, the, the job of a UX designer will be changing if you take in, um, in consideration that today, you know, we're still predominantly using... Uh, um, Today, I think it's even mobile devices, so uh, iPads, iPhones, Android devices. So mobile devices are first interface to a technology. It used to be websites, now it's shifting into mobile devices. But there is a huge shift, obviously, to uh, voice, to visual, to mm -hmm. augmented reality, to virtual reality, to um, new type of interfaces that involve AI. So how would that impact a ux designer because today i think you are very ux not you but in general ux design is a lot about the ergonomy of an application which is typically where should i click or where should i push or how much should i push i'm assuming there's going to be a big shift into where will this go to if if the interface because it's a user interface related thing the user experience, if that becomes, you know, we have a lens in our eye and then it will augment the reality so we can just look at what we need to do to get it done. So, and this is maybe, you know, 20, 30 years from here, but there's obviously going to be a shift in the pushing and the clicking into augmented reality, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, voice commands, etc. So, what, what, where do you see the challenge for uh, someone of your role where that is going to lie? Is it going to be a big shift or is it just the natural next thing? I think it is just the natural next thing because um, UX, just UX, user experience is about experience, you see? So it doesn't matter if it is voice or visual, it is the way you bring something from point A to point B. And for that, you have to use all the rules as we discussed uh, uh, before. And um, yeah, I, I think it's just, uh, uh, just, just uh, something else. So, so if I hear you well, actually, if, if I would do an analogy, the UX is going to become more and more important because if you look back to the old application, green screen application, it was not about how is the experience. It was, you know, just it needs to be functional, right? So we have to make sure that the backend, the data is well stored, it's secured, it's transactional. You have two-phase committed, you know, whatever you have to do to get the data stored somewhere. And now there was no vision at all on on the uh, on the user experience. It was just doing the things, automating things. Where if you see where the future lies, uh, it goes more to you know we we got this already covered. We know how to manage data, let's say we know how to store data, how to securely store data. So the focus is shifting from that part into, so let's now make this thing in the backend as accessible and as easy possible for users to have the best possible experience. So 
if I hear you well, and if I take you know, if I take in consideration what's what's shifting around the the, the user interfaces, I think the U, UX design is will, will become a more and more considerable part and a larger part of any project in the future. Exactly, and for companies, I think it is uh, the way to uh, to beat, let's say, the competition. It is the only way. You you need to be uh, uh, innovative in in what you are doing. And uh, I think, yeah, you, you designed that would be, uh, you will, would be uh, the, the right tool to do that. It's a good one, maybe. Can you give some good examples of, of uh, where UX uh, design, you know, on, on known companies or, you know, oh, yes. where UX design both things and where it failed, but also where it succeeded. And I think some of, you know, I know some, but I'd rather have you as an expert, you know, give your vision on that. So what would be like your top, whatever, two, three of, failed misery like if you would on youtube go to the, the fails section and and to the part where you know this application or this company become big or became successful because of their good ux design yeah i i uh, i like uh, to use uh, the the same example um it is the 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 mailchimp example so before mailchimp you uh you you had a lot of uh, different companies uh doing uh Mailing auto, auto, yeah. auto, let, let, auto. let me just clarify for people that are not familiar with MailChimp. So MailChimp yeah. is a uh, mail distribution or marketing automation tool that allows you to distribute to a certain type of group of people, personas, some kind of communication. So it's used a lot in, in uh, it's actually used a lot in, in, uh, in many type of companies, but also in nonprofit organizations to distribute communications. Yeah. Go, go ahead. And so Mailchimp's Mailchimp's uh, is today, I think, the, the biggest uh, the, the biggest uh, uh, marketing uh, um, emailing tool uh, in the market, and they really uh, go go they, they really succeed for me because they they change they change two things. First, it is the usability, the way you can create emails. And it's, it's, it was uh, very difficult, painful before with uh, other tools. I won't uh, name them. Um, and, and just MailChimp's shift uh, uh, to, uh, to, to make that uh, part really easy for the user. And the second thing, and it's uh, an important one too, it is the visual, uh, the, the visual interface. The MailChimp uh, create templates, beautiful templates. And I think it changed everything. Because if you receive a newsletter, uh, uh, an ugly uh, newsletter, let's say, uh, and uh, uh, a good one, of course, you will be touched, let's say, by the, 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 the good design. And maybe you will be more curious about, ah, what is that? Ah, it's MailChimp. Oh, it's free. Oh, I can uh, create, uh, I can have a two, uh, 2,000 contacts and just, and just try it. And you see, it was a good strategy for MailChimp. N nobody did it in the past. And uh, yeah, that's, I think it's a very good example uh, to, to, to show how uh, the, the, the UX, uh, including UX design in your uh, process can beat the competition. The one that I always like, and, and, and um, for those of you who know me, I'm already a little bit gray, huh? um, so I've been around <laughs> for a while. 
uh, I, I know it, when, when internet came around, there was the, the first type of search engines that, that were available were tools like Alta Vista, where you had a very cluttered screen with a lot of information and there was somewhere some kind of search bar, but it was always like, you know, you have to find your way around to actually know what you were doing. And then Google came around and Google was such a slick design. It was, you know, white screen and basically one field to fill in and it did what it needed to do needed to do and you know nobody knows i guess today still alta vista it's gone i don't even know if it still exists and i can i certainly can do some research but if you see how big google became because of that very simple user experience you just you know type your keywords hit enter and you have the result i think that's another very nice example of of how a uh, a good UX design and a good well thought of how you should do it can make your company successful or fail. Yeah, totally. Let's, let's give me uh, name three, top three mistakes people do when they start with an application taking bad, in not in consideration or doing bad UX design or what, what I often see, and I guess that that's already directly linked to maybe the next thing where the UX design is done by a application developer. So somebody knows exactly how the application should work and what they should do, but not necessarily takes into account the user experience. So name three top mistakes. Yeah, uh, I have 300 uh, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay, if I select three, I will, I will choose maybe some different uh, examples. So let's say macro and micro uh, UX uh, uh, stuff. Uh, so I think the, the, the first one is not including uh, maybe uh, uh, personas. Um, I like that one because it's kind, you see personas today, soon you say it, it's like bullshit. And for UX designer today, it's so important to have the personas. And it's very important to understand because if you don't understand for who you are building your product, it's quite impossible to build a good product. And for that, we need to have data, specific data, uh, to, to be sure that we are uh, we, we are building the, the product for the right person, you see? So that's, I think, one of the biggest mistakes. And it's not only about persona, it's maybe more about the UX research itself. A lot of companies think that they know what to do. And in my experience, uh, they are wrong. Each time uh, I saw people uh, or companies uh, doing, let's say directly uh, the design uh, before uh, going deeper in the UX research, they failed. Um, so that's maybe one thing. More, a, a more specific point maybe regarding the user interface, uh, is uh, the, the blank space. And your, your, your example with Google is so good. So thank you very much uh, for, uh, for using it uh, because um, the blank spaces. So sometimes I'm designing a user interface, sometimes, a lot of time, uh, but, uh, and people are saying, oh, it's empty. Yes. It's empty. It's exactly the point. It's because I want to focus the attention of the user on something. You see, maybe a title, uh, a text, an image, whatever. And 
soon you build the correct situation in terms of UX design, people are saying, hmm, we are only seeing that, yes, it is exactly my goal. So why do you want to add something? And, and really, it's a, it's a complex point. And I, unfortunately, I don't have find the solution today. Uh, but believe me, I'm working harder on it. Um, and yeah, maybe uh, another part, maybe uh, let's say a good practices, uh, a good practice, but maybe oriented good practices. Um, you see, if I ask you, if you look at the screen, uh, Gerrit, uh, can you tell me where you log in? Typically at the top right, I would say. Exactly. So that's what we call a good practice. And so, because we have some habit, it's habits, it's very important to keep them. So UX is not necessarily about changing the things that we already uh, do in the, in, correctly, you see? That's known, that's common, common practice. Exactly. And that's, that's maybe, yeah, that's maybe an important point too. So, so yeah, if, if I go to the personas, uh, I, I'm sure that, you know, if, if it would translate it to real life examples is if you, if you design an application for elderly people or for youngsters, you know, you probably will have a totally different interface, uh, how to use it, what they should do, how they should click. Uh, there's certainly some, some good rules that are common for any type of application. I'm, I'm sure that uh, you don't want to have seven clicks to get to your, to your content that you basically are using every day so you know that's probably that's something that you have to be there always on or always visible without clicks or with you know maximum i don't know two clicks three clicks and then you know you certainly there's some rules on how much you can put on a screen uh, how many items you can put on the screen um it's the same i do a lot of, of uh, presentation trainings as well and uh, it's kind of the same thing people tend to put too much information on a powerpoint slide uh, instead of having their bullet points and with a maximum or of, you know, I think the number is seven. Once you go beyond seven, it's becoming cloudy, unreadable, unusable. People, you lose people's attention if you put more than seven things on the slide. Uh, and it's, I guess, the same type of cognitive uh, uh, thing that is happening in people's minds to, to, to have them appreciate mm -hmm. an application, yes or no. Same with the PowerPoint presentation, yes or no. So, so I'm, I'm sure that you know the number of items on, on, on something it's very important. The persona, uh, as you say, so you know, are you building for a uh, someone using an application in, in in a dirty industry or in a loud environment or uh, you know an application that's typically on used on a desktop with a large screen? So all of these things that need to be taken into account. So the, what's your target audience, your persona? I think that that's a very good one. I like the white space uh, as well. Uh, it, again, it's too much, too much information. Never a good idea. No, no. And um, to 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 respond maybe uh, to one thing you said um, about personas. What I, what I like to do is inviting my clients during one, two, or maybe three user interviews. And each time I did that, my client was really um surprised because they, they, they understand that okay maybe they don't know everything about uh, their uh, their target and it's very important because what you learn during a user interview 
it's quite it's gold because all the details that people are sharing with you are the elements that will make the difference regarding the experience you see the the goal is really to translate what you feel about what people are sharing with you into the interface and that's the the job of the ux designer doing that okay uh I see we, we are uh, already moving along on the time a lot. So we, we, we have uh, quite a good session already. Um, anything that you want to add in conclusion in, in uh, you know, if, if you would say, you know, why should people uh, uh, use a UX designer in any project? So for me, yeah, the, answer, the answer is quite simple. Building a digital project is expensive. If you decide to build a digital project without UX design, you, you run the risk that in the end, your users will not know how to use your product properly, okay? By using UX design, however, you know why and how to build your solution. The second point is that in the end, it will cost you much less to invest in building interfaces that are perfect for users than to change your code over and over again because you don't know what to build, really. And don't forget that changing a design element is relatively simple, but changing the same thing in the code can, much, can take much longer and therefore cost much more. And I think that's why you should include UX design in, uh, in your process. And it should be part of the start of the project and not an afterthought, as many people see when an application is failing, then have someone coming along and do an analysis and basically say, hey, throw everything away. And as you say, do both again, both and the front end and the back end, because they're not matching. Exactly. So include UX designer as soon as possible. Okay, I think that that's a good one to end uh, this conversation. <laughs> Jeremy, I really would like to thank you for your insight on, on, uh, on this topic. Uh, I, I certainly learned a lot during our cooperation on the project that we did together. So I was very surprised as well to find out some things because uh, having myself a, uh, an IT background, we tend to think we know things and we have to put on everything you know on the front of the, the environment so people can show off or you can show off all the things that are there uh, but i'm sure having considered a good ux design would actually benefit a lot of applications i would like to thank you very much for your insights and i'm sure we talk in the near future thank you thank you Yerik. this is it for this episode of our business and decision podcast i hope you all enjoyed it if you like this podcast or are interested in a broad range of data and digital transformation related subjects, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite channel like SoundCloud, Apple or Spotify. Additionally, make sure you follow us on your social channels like LinkedIn or Twitter or just visit our website. This is it for now. See you in our next podcast. Bye.